Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Merry Christmas Eve to all. Um, welcome to another episode of Speaking Plain English. I am your hostess, Roberta. As you can see, I'm in Christmas colors today. We've got the green and the red going on. <laughs> all right. And so today we have, ooh, we got a topic. Um, I guess this will kind of be like a kickoff to what the vibe is going to be like for 2023. Just just saying so today we are going to be discussing um ladies in training were we taught wrong and we're going to get into it in just a moment i actually have a guest today my own big sister um Tatiana snipes is here and we're going to bring her on hey 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 Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> First of all, thank you so, so, so much for um, being a guest on today's show. We're going to have some fun. We're yes. going to learn, but we are going to have some fun. We're going to have a really good discussion. So, Shauna, before I go any further, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Shauna. I had to say I love food. I'm sorry. Um, oh, that's, that's, with you. <laughs> you my rap? I'll tell you why I rap. My name is Shauna, and I came to say love foodie pebbles in a major way. Pebbles. That's my Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm Tashana Snipes. Um, I am a soon-to-be graduate of Mercy College. <laughs> I am a business owner. I do jewelry. I'm a mom. I work for the city of New York. Um, what else do I do? I sing. La, 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 la. Very much. Very well. Very well. Very, very well. <laughs> That's that. That's, I'm a simple soul. I'm a simple yet complex soul. So one of the reasons why I wanted Tashana to come on as this top um, for this topic is um, because one because of the what was what is your degree going to be? Let me ask you that again. Is psychology. psychology? Okay. So I wanted her to come on to kind of bring on a clinical um, a clinical aspect of what it is that we're talking about today because a lot of this is this is something that I've actually been wanting to discuss for a while and a lot of you who may follow me or um you know follow anything about me y'all know that I'm when it comes to things certain things a lot of things really I I'm just my views are a lot different than most and when it comes to um certain things such as oh let me put the topic on for today when it comes to things such as how um I'll say women behave. I'll put it like that. I don't want to use that word per se, but how how we are, you know what I mean? It's it's a lot different. Like we were raised much differently. Um, or we we think we think differently. I'll put it like that. I think a lot of us are doing things much different than it was, you know, back in older generations. Um as we, I'm sure of us know, if you talk to your, you know, your mothers or your grandmothers, depending on how old you are, um, I'm sure that you will find out that for the most part, women were raised for the purpose of being a wife and a mother. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that, a lot of times that, um, what that does is that a lot that for, that helps that helps but that makes us forget that we are human beings ourselves and that we mm -hmm. have our own desires and we have our own purposes and we are made basically to care for other people and not you know take the time or think it's wrong I'll put it like that or selfish even to care for ourselves yep. so one thing that we are learning yeah because we are still learning mm -hmm. is that if you do not care for yourself there's no way in the world that you can really 
you know, care for other people. So Shauna, I want you to go into like, what has, what do you think is the difference? I'll put it like that. The difference between how women were raised, you know, back in a few, few decades as opposed to now. So you see me clicking around because I'm trying to find my paper. I did some, um, some of my classes. Um, we discussed, um, the culture back in the days, how women were raised, the gender roles, where we're going now. Um, and even if you watch the series um, Bridgerton, remember when the movie, when they said they had callers and they raised their girls to be able to be good wives. And they um, told them, this is what you have to do. From They groomed them from babies to be the best wife. Coming to America, remember the part in Coming to America where Yep. She was raised from a little girl to be the prince's wife. The prince's wife. So that's the basically where it came from. Um, our sense of worth was in finding a husband because that's how we had security. We wasn't being treated the same. So we needed a husband so we could be taken care of and have security. Um, and then the women's lib movement. All of these things, I have papers and all. I'm trying to find my papers to give the exact names of all these things like that. But the women's lib movement started because they got tired of being treated. They got tired of being treated less than. They got tired of um, not being heard. Um, when they go into the marketplace, mm-hmm. they wasn't being treated fairly. So they started the women's lib movement. And uh, I'm trying to find the names of these things. <laughs> no, Professor, I got an A. I got an A. So it should be my head. Congratulations but, um, for that. They, um, that's where it came from. So then now it went from, we just needed a man. We just needed a man. Um, Remember my godmother Ann, she took care of, I'll say it, she took care of other um, children. And the moms didn't do anything but go to college. They, they used to go to college so that um, they could find them a good doctor. They would get their lawyer degree, their doctor degree, and they would go, they were taught to go to college, find you a good man so you could marry him and then you could sit home. Right. And you can have cucumber sandwiches and go meet up with other ladies while the nanny goes take care of your kids and you do absolutely nothing. And that's something that, um, like if you if you didn't and even back then it was you were seen to be dishonorable or dis you know dishonored if you um had a desire to do something else mm-hmm. or if you were not able to get a husband or you didn't you know want to be married or if you didn't you know there was no room for that and we have a comment here hi mommy so she said that they wanted to be able to work outside of the house that's what the liberal right. liberation was about wanting yeah. to be able to um you know, to be more than just, a, and I don't want to say just a wife and a mother, because that's what those are roles. Those are jobs. You know, honestly, those are, you know, those are, those are like real life <laughs> jobs that really, you don't really get paid. Well, it depends on what you what you, you know, cause payment, but not saying that that's, oh, that's a, that's wrong or not saying that that's not something that, you know, is good to aspire for if that's what you want to do. However, there are some like me i'm the type of person that i would i like to be able to have my own and i've always been like that ever since i was younger i'd never like to have people give things to me or do you know a bunch of stuff for me especially if i was able to do it myself now Mm -hmm. that i am 40 um i'm still you know i'm still fairly um for the most part that's i still have that mindset of wanting to actually do for myself however I get the, I don't dishonor a man's um, role. I don't dishonor the role of a husband. I don't, you know, like if when I was married, he was head. And 
what I saw that as and what I understood that as to be is, you know, that's, that was, you know, that was a covering and that was, um, my job was to support, you know, my job was to assist. Mm -hmm. However, assisting does not always mean, um, that you sit back and not be who you are, you know, not be you, you have to, you know, all of your gifts and your talents. And that's why it's very, very important um, to be God led when it comes to even when it comes to dating and marriage and everything. And that's a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother topic because you can, you want to go there today? <laughs> Seriously, because listen, what's important is that you understand. And even, you know, no, I'm not even going to put it like that. What's important as far as like dating and was as far as, you know, looking for a spouse or, you know, desiring a spouse is that you are compatible number one. And when I say compatible, I don't mean that you both go to the same church. I don't mean that you just both, you know, like the same flavor ice cream. You know what I mean? You have to make sure that your purposes align with each other, that you can both fit in to, you know, y'all both have generally, for example, if one person is, um, you know, if he is, if he's a businessman, you know what I mean? If he is somebody who you know, like owns companies or things like that. How can you fit in that? How can you assist with that? Or do you have the knowledge and the skills to, you know, to do marketing or do you have the knowledge and the skills to help with paper, you know, wherever it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a partnership or I should say it should be a partnership. Hold on. I think I see a guest coming in. Did she make it in? Did she make it in? I think she made it in, but I don't see her face. So I'm not going to say anything until I see whether or not she's coming. If so, give me a thumbs up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, snap. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. Listen, this is about to get good. This is about to get good. That is about to get good. Okay. So hold on. So we do have another guest that's on. And her name is Natasha James. I need just to see for us hey, to see your face. Hey. Yes, we know that you're driving, but it's quite all right. I need you to come on, Natasha. Come on, honey. Because I know she's got stuff and things to say. <laughs> I need her mic. I'm... Hey. Hey. Good morning. Good morning, Natasha. This is another. This is the three parts of the squad. And y'all will know exactly what we got going on. Ah, a little later, we got some things that we're cooking up <laughs> for you guys. So, Natasha, while you're here, I want you to introduce yourself, my dear. I am frozen, Natasha Poor James. Um, <laughs> it was freezing out here. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I have multiple businesses. Um, and I am the crazy member of the squad. <laughs> We all crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a little ticky ticky boo boo, but okay. So I'm so glad that you're here. So our uh, one thing that I want you to to tell me is your take on the differences of um, like the, not only the different roles, but the difference between how women were raised and even treated, you know, and further um, decades ago as opposed to now. Oh. Listen, um, so, so, so now what level of difference? Because 
there were multiple levels. So there okay. were levels in business. Um, there were levels in relationship, marriage, dating. All of it. Okay. All of it. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to business, that was really unheard of back then. A woman having a right, business right. of her own. Or even having the desire to have, or even having the the intelligence. We'll put it like that. We weren't even seen as intelligent enough to have to be business owners. So have at it. Right. So, so let's let's start with entrepreneurship. Um, let's take Madam C.J. Walker. You know, when she decided mm -hmm. that she wanted to do hair care products, um, her husband looked at her like she was crazy. Um, her family members thought she was mad, um, and she literally knew exactly what she wanted, and it intimidated men that she sought out to invest into her business um mm. but she kept going and it took her longer than the average person would take now um one because she's a colored woman two because right. she's a woman um right. and that was kind of unheard of it was more of stay in the kitchen uh clean the house watch the babies things of that nature that's that's what your roles are businesses for men and um and, and I feel like there's a there's a tad bit of that still going around. Like it's like it's like it's like a uh, chicken pox. It you know it rears its head every now. Mm -hmm. It's always been difficult for our own business. Now they will allow you to be successful in their businesses. So um. Man, you going your in and out. talents and your skills and your I, you know I live in the backwoods, but um I'm getting closer to civilization. <laughs> but um that you know they'll they'll allow you to climb the ranks and use your gifts and your talents to be able to support their business being successful. But right, it's very very rare that it's reciprocated back. Um, but now that's just the business side. Before the other side you know my daughter one day um i woke her up out of her bed and i was like hey come clean up with me and she's like well why are we the only ones cleaning up i'm like mm. because we're the ones that are up she was like i was asleep you woke me up and i was like well she was like it, she you know she had a little attitude so i was like hey what's wrong and she was like i just don't think it's fair that dad and matthew which is her brother get to stay in the bed while we have to get up and clean mm. and so I was like well that's what it is and she was like well I don't like these gender roles you know everybody messes up so everybody should clean up and I just kind of explained to her like I know that it's not fair and I know that it's not um, appealing to you but this is how it is right now and all we can do is clean up and do what we need to do right now and get it out the way and just be done with it and I kind of felt like after I thought about it, which is why I'm bringing it back up, is that I don't feel like that was the fairest answer. I don't feel like it was the answer that should have been politically correct for myself. Mm. You know, everybody should have gotten up. Everybody should have contributed. But it's been like that age old. Like, you wake up, you clean. Women cook. You know, women clean toilets. Um, you know, I, I often looked at myself as the person that just you know, wipe slimy noses and clean toilets and cook chickens. Like I felt like that 
for a large part of my life, especially when my kids were super small. Mm -hmm. um, like that was all I was worth. I was worth cleaning a toilet, uh, wiping a snotty nose or a, a dookie butt and, and cleaning and making some chicken. And so now women are breaking out of it and it, it scares me to a degree because things like crochet is now becoming mm -hmm. lost art. Um, a lot of women don't cook. You know, the ones that are coming up behind us, they be like, we're, we're going to Uber Eats or we're going to order, we're going to cater right. this or we're going to cater that. You know, if we're doing Thanksgiving dinner, I'm going to get the ham from Honey Bake Ham, I'm going to get the turkey from Bojangles. And, right. You know, and so, you know, getting in there and, and, and cleaning chitlins and things of that nature, like nobody's doing that anymore and it becomes somewhat of a lost art. So it takes away some of the femininity that we have in that air in that aspect in that area the things that were attractive to um men going forward in, in the in the younger generations is kind of becoming obsolete but um yeah the 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 gender roles are still there but now i feel like women are starting to kind of really break out of that and becoming successful and it's becoming more of the norm that I agree with you. And the thing is, I'm glad that you went back and um, mentioned how the at the um, the answer that you gave your daughter, because I was thinking, I'm like, I actually agree with her. You know, I agree that. And that's how we were raised. If you make a mess, you clean it up. Right. You know, regardless of who you are. Um, but a lot of a lot of men, especially like I want to say of different cultures as well, they are taught that. Um, and I, we have a comment here from my mom. Um, she was talking after like the women they went to work. There were certain jobs that were women's work. And they, I, I noticed that in certain cultures and it's still like that. Um, matter of fact, I work in um, a doctor's office, but it's in a Jewish community. And our, you know, our manager, she's Jewish. And so she works. But however, when she goes home, like she still has the house to take care of. She has to she still has to cook. She still has all of these things that she still has to do because that is considered their job. And what it had what is happening is that they are um you know men are weren't taught to, you know, that it's your job to clean up after yourself or it's your job to um you know, not your job but still your, you know, if you make a mess, you clean it up. They're taught you need a wife. So that you can have some, you know, you can so that you can have something cooked for you, or you need a wife. Like, how many of us have heard that? Yeah. Like, if a man decides that he wants to leave his, you know, leave his house and get his own place, and his place is a mess, or he don't eat really eat well, you need a wife, or you need a girlfriend. How how many times have you often heard that? Yeah, the color purple they had in the movie, the color purple when the poor father messed up his son, and the house was a mess. He said, "You need to get a woman in here to clean this place up." Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. no, I'm trying to find, I'm so overwhelmed because we was in my class, we was talking about there's a name, there's a name, there's a name, there's a movement that they started where they said black family started it, where we're moving out of mm. um, giving gender roles per se. Now, I 1%, I'm with Tosh 1% because I believe we took it to the far extreme. Right. But now, yeah, I, the girls I, don't cook there. I had my daughter in the kitchen at 12. She, I said, you're not going to be cute and don't know how to cook. She, you're going to be cute in culinary, but a lot of times they're worried about bundles and lashes, but you don't know how to clean no chicken. I'm right, right, about right. To say something. My son was with somebody and she didn't want to cook chicken. I said that that ain't the one, but um, <laughs> she, you know, just worrying about being cute. It does take the femininity out of it. I think we've taken it from one extreme to the next 
that right. because no, it is not a woman's job to cook. And if you work in any kind of, if you go to a restaurant, you see men in the kitchen. That is a one lot of, the of men in the things kitchen. you can say. So yeah, it was, it came from one extreme to now we over here where we don't want to cook. We don't want to clean. We don't want to do nothing. Nobody tell me what to do. And it's, it's like, no, but I do like the fact that, yeah, we learned some good valuable lessons in the grandma cutting those peas and snapping those the green beans and, you know, they took, uh, I think, home ex out of school. Why? Yeah. Why? That's, that's one of those different things. I actually remember having that class and I loved it. I, yeah. I had the one in the kitchen where we, you know, they had the pots and pans, they taught us how to cook. You know, yeah, it's good. But I believe it's, it's now to the other extreme where, yeah, we don't know how to cook, but we cute. We don't, we don't know how to sew, but we know how to shop, you know? Right. It's just, it's, it's one extreme to the next and it needs to be a balance in the middle of it. Yeah, we, we don't, have to have anybody tell us, you know, per se, that we can't do this, that, and the third. No, but then, you know, there is, we have to come back in the middle of it, but there is a movement. I'm trying to find it. I wish I would have prepped and I would have had the name. There was a name for something. They said Black Family started it where there is no um, gender role per se. It's whatever works for your family. Because hmm. I know oh, so some- let, So let me, so let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of marriages, break down because of gender roles right because a lot of women feel as if they are supposed okay so like for instance i i know a couple that um ended up divorcing but they ended up divorcing because the husband couldn't keep a job and mm -hmm. if he did get a job because of his educational background or whatever he wasn't able to get a job that paid to cover everything and they had small kids and the kids were still like in you know elementary school middle school and um you know i said to the to the to the friend the female partner of the friend like hey don't get wrapped up into these roles like the man is supposed to be the breadwinner you're supposed to be home getting the kids off the bus and this that and the other if your education and experience background gives you a higher paying job to pay the bills go ahead you go to work and then let him stay back keep the house clean because he was very very good at domestic stuff Mm. He did all the cooking in the house. So he would go to work and cook. You know, on Saturdays, Friday night, Saturdays, he was doing laundry and cleaning. Like, these are the things that his mom or what, whoever taught him how to do. And he would do them without her. Like, it was kind of programmed for him to do these things. And he would be there. His job was a part-time job, so he was able to get off in enough time to get the kids off the bus. Let him do it. Like, it doesn't make him any less of a person or you any more of a person it just means that your household is functioning the children right. are covered right and our bills are paid right and so she could not live with that so they ended up getting a divorce and it, it was sad because it ended up taking her through something horrible wow. it ended up taking those kids from being happy-go-lucky kids the kids that were just kind of blah blah mm -hmm. you know hardly ever smiled you know you see them you be like ah! they'd be like hey you know like before they would be like hey you know right so um one of them used to sing a lot he stopped singing the son stopped singing so it was a lot of different things that transpired um that left a permanent mark through that experience when it kind of could have been avoided but you know again and not to bring this up that we're talking about this but you know a lot of these things are instilled in different areas of our life so spiritually that was taught to her 
that this is this is the role. These are the roles. And 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 as society changes, as things change, right. as a two bedroom apartment becomes twenty three hundred dollars to rent with one bathroom, and you got eleven less than eleven hundred square feet, um, <clears throat> that dynamic doesn't work so well. Exactly. You know, when one person is the breadwinner and the wife gets to stay home and actually take college classes, and now her background and her education puts her in position to make more money than the husband, but we still need daycare, and daycare is a mortgage in itself. <laughs> you know, it, it. So you know, back in the day, you just take them down the block to aunt. You know, Aunt Sally, that wasn't really your aunt, right? The kids, and you pay a you know little fifty something fifty dollars a week, a hundred dollars a week. And, it, you know, she watched the kid all day, feed them, and they got a bath in pajamas when you get home. You know, that's not what we're working with now. We're working with $235 a week or more for daycare um, and then $150 a week in after-school care. And you still have a mortgage to pay, a car note, cell phone, Wi-Fi. All of these things weren't present back then. You know, Wi-Fi wasn't a thing. A right. cell phone wasn't a thing. Right. Get a quarter. Ask somebody to keep all quarter and put in that that baby that machine. Right. And, or you and, dial the operator and ask them to connect you. <laughs> right. Or you dial the operator, can you connect me success? So so because things are changing, roles do need to change. But in the same token, I feel like um uh Tashana was saying that we need to have balance. It's okay if you want to get the ham for honey baked ham, but can you make this macaroni and cheese? Right. Can you clean these greens? Right. So, yeah, I get that. And one thing that I, I mean, and at the same time, still, you know, we can still keep our femininity because that's just, you know, that just who we are. And there's Absolutely. nothing. When, and when I say that, what I mean is like there are because I was never big on um, like like I love jewelry. I love jewelry. I've always loved um, like bling and stuff like that. Which is why I used to be one of Shauna's biggest customers because, boy, <laughs> like I remember yeah. when I was younger, whenever we had like the newspapers and they had all of the, um, like the jewelry section, I will always, you know, love to pull that part out, mm -hmm. you know. So I mean, yes, it's still important for, and it makes us feel good. You know what I mean? It makes us feel good when we're able to, um, to operate and be feminine, and you know, be extra feminine. Um, I think that what happened is that a lot of time, a lot of situations comes where we had to, you know, um, take on another role. We had to, we had to be the one to do most of the working and things like that. And again, like I said, I like me being one who always was, the, was, you know, fairly independent. I never wanted to have everything given to me, but at the same time, I never wanted to be the one to provide everything either. I wanted to be able to assist. I wanted to be able to, you know, this is what you're doing. All right, let that. How can I help you with this? You know what I mean? I always wanted to help build. I never, I never wanted to have, um, like a man just hand me everything. Right. And some, some men get, you know, they, they take pride in that. And right. that's all well and good, but that was never just my thing. I never wanted to just stay home and do nothing. If I'm going to be home, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to um, make my own. Right, right. <laughs> make my own money some in one way or another. A an allowance. What? I'm not five. Right, you know right, I mean? right. You're not about to give me $200. <laughs> an allowance? I have to come in. But what I give you $200 and make that last you, but you the one buying the groceries. Right. 
And what not, I like, thought about what Tasha was talking about is the um the whole thing about um like the idea that you had with having you know whoever is the best at whatever you know whatever role it is. I honestly think that that takes first of all that takes um. I don't want to say a high self-esteem, but yep, higher, high enough self-esteem in both parties to know the, enough to not even worry about what anybody else has to think or how it makes you look. Because a lot of times um, for a lot of men, being home, you know, and taking care of the kids and cleaning up, that is considered like, yo, you a punk. Like, what you doing home while your lady is out, you know, like, what you doing? And if that, if, you know, the situation comes, if she's making more of the money, like, what you doing? And that may, that may make him feel some kind of way. You know what I mean? Which it shouldn't because the goal in itself should be, okay, how, what works for us? What works? What is it that, you know, like at the end of the day, it takes more of a man to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to step back. If this is where your area, this is where you shine. If this is where you are, you know, better at it than I am, bet I'll let you have that. I got this part. And this works. And then on There's top of that, that, I'm trying like, to find it. I took this whole thing off because I'm trying to find I just did a paper <laughs> on it. There is a name for that. And they're saying uh, that started with the black families where that's what it is. We're not, we're not saying this is your job. This is your job. It's whatever works for each family. And they, in, this, in the study, according to my studies, that's what they did say. A lot of marriages break up because they're so focused on this is what I'm, this is a man's job. This is a woman's job. And they said that it started with the black families and now it's spreading over to other races where they say, we're no longer going to do that. Whatever works for our household, works for our household. Whoever has something right. to say about what works for our household, tell them to go tend to their own household. Because right. here, he goes home and he does because he's better at that. My degree, it, it does better. It, it is what works for your household. And it works. It works. Right. Some house, some, some marriages... It works, but she can stay home. I used to stay, I would stay at home wife. I would stay at home mom. That's not easy. I did the stay at home. The house was clean. The kids were taken care of. Everything was done. I did I'd rather go to work, to be honest. I'd rather go to work. I, I, I did it because it was too expensive to pay for daycare. He worked. It was too expensive. He was always busy. It was too expensive. When I did to say I want to go to work and we try to, you know, find a daycare person to watch the kids, it was too expensive. So I was home. Yeah, the house was clean. Yeah, the food was cooked. Yeah, the kids were tending to, and I was working with the kids. So by the time they started school, they was already a step ahead because, mm -hmm. you know, ABCs, one, two, three, stuff like that. Yeah, bills got to get paid. Things were situated. I did that. Then I got tired of having my most complex conversation of, you got pee-pee? You want caca? You want ee? -E? I got tired of that being my <laughs> I said, I want to go back to work. <laughs> so I said, after I got to a certain age where they could talk and they could tell me if somebody touched them. I said, okay, well, we could find somebody because we never just let our kids go to anybody. We have to find somebody really right. trustworthy to watch the kids. And then I went to work for a couple of hours, you know, just to be able to have my own money. I was the same way. I like having my own. That mentality, though, we have to really talk about that mentality of not wanting nobody to do for us. That mentality sometimes mm. is not a good place. That mentality of not wanting nobody to do for us is sometimes from thinking about a man controlling us, a man um, taking advantage. Right. And that's not a healthy mindset because if he's willing to do Honey, let, let, go ahead and let him do it. He has to be wise to know that me doing, you doing for me is not you controlling me. There you go. But, okay, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. It is. <laughs> because there, there is some control in you doing for me. Because like, for instance, there are a lot of women that have their husbands that, you know, 
pay all the bills and and do whatever and 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 that is like what they do they they pay all the bills right and and they want to pay all the bills they want to provide for their woman but then that becomes a lifestyle and depending on if you're a stay-at-home mom or not then what ends up happening is you become accustomed to that lifestyle god forbid that man passes away or y'all split just it, yeah now you're kind of like what do i do because so it is it is a level or just what if they don't pass away what if you want to leave now you like, you Let, like no stop. Real. Stop. If I, if I won't be able to afford or i won't be able to or i don't know how to do this if i so it, it is a, it is a slight level of control there there is but, but that, again that good i mean it goes that's that's the same mindset of getting um what do you put in my brain getting a uh, prenuptial go into it with the mentality of i this may not come to mm. um this may not last part so right. it's it may not last it's it only works in a healthy setting where you have healthy people and you have whole people i must say this okay so before we talk about um roles and I think this is what happens a lot of time. Before we talk about roles and what we can bring as far as our family's concerned, you have to be whole yourself. You have to be a whole person. Yes. Have yes, to know yes. who you are as a person. Because once you're a whole person, and can I just talk about the different aspects of being a whole person? Because I think what we do sometimes, what we do a lot of times is we don't become a whole person. We don't, we don't tend to the different entities of us. We focus more on being the wife. We focus more on being the mom. We focus more on this. And, and we forget about us. Thinking, that's going to cure. And that's when frustration comes in. Frustration comes in, being burnt out. I say it's like you have two legs, but you're only walking on one leg. Baby, you have mm -hmm. another whole leg. You're putting much pressure on that one leg. When you don't tend to the different parts of you, you become overwhelmed. Then right. you find yourself fussing. Right. And you find yourself like, oh, I, don't, I just feel like something's missing. Something is missing, honey, because you forgot about a third of you. <laughs> that's not being tended to. But when you're a whole person, and that's the thing. A lot of times we don't go into relationships being a whole person. We go into relationships with Broken. um, brokenness, daddy issues, mama issues, insecurities, um, these preconceived notions of things that we've been taught in our, in our head of what we need. And we forget to build into us. And so we go into it and now it's like, okay, so this is all I, all, all I know. And then, like she said, if something happens, then we don't know what else to do with ourselves because you didn't tend to that part of you. I remember going shopping with Carleen and she used to fuss at me because I used to be like, oh, this shirt is cute. I pick up the shirt and I'm like, but the kiss me pants, I put it down. And she'd be like, girl, buy the shirt. I'm like, yeah, but the kiss me socks. I put the shoe because we taught that if we don't do everything for our kids, then we are lacking as a mom. If we don't right. do everything for our spouses, then we are lacking. And it's like, no. No, 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 no. There's a part of me that has to be tended to. And Absolutely. when I tend to me, then I'm better for everybody else. If I don't tend to me, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be overwhelmed and you don't want that part of me. I tell my kids all the time, I said, now that they're older, where are you going? I'm going out. I'm going out. Because if I'm no good for me, I'm, I'm no, no good, good for you. Because I'm going to be fussing and you're going to be like, what is wrong with mommy? Mommy mm -hmm. didn't tend to Shauna. Mommy just been tending to being a mom. Right. And that into being this whole person that now when I come into a relationship I have I can come and say not what I can do for you that compatibility part is I, I know what I'm compatible about because I tended to me 
And so now it's not what I can do for you, but we've already figured how this thing works in. That's it. It works good because I do this and I do that. But yeah, I'm trying to find the name. It is a movement that was started. They said Black Family started it, where they're moving more towards now saying, this is what works for this household. And this is what we're going to do. But again, you have to be a whole person to be securing yourself to be able to know this is what works for us. Mm-hmm. When you're insecure and you're looking at everybody else, that's when the eyes start wondering, should should he do that? And yeah, I guess I'm a punk because I'm taking care of my kids or babysitting. I, I tell God, you're not babysitting your kids. What do you mean you're babysitting your kids? Thank you. That's, that right, that right. shouldn't even be, what? Right, right, right. You're babysitting? But, but no, that's you're not sitting. You're standing up. You're walking. You're changing them. You're that raising them. That old you're taking care stuff. of them. And that's and the thing is, I understand where people are, you know, where they say that women um, are more nurturers. And so that's why they, you know, they say that it's better for us to take care of our kids and raise our kids. But the kids need both parents. It's important because there's parts of, you know, there's parts of a man that, you know, the kids need that. And it actually does good for them because sometimes men can be just so hard. Children kind of soften them a little something. And that helps them to see, yes, like, you know what, I, you know, <laughs> that they are little human beings. And it kind of like to see what I the the thing that I love, and I, I've 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 been seeing um a video, or they have a few videos on Facebook and Instagram of how fathers are bonding with their babies. And yeah. to see, you know, the light in their eyes, and to see that there was this one um that there was oh my god, the cutest little baby. But he was, I think it was his son. I think it was his son. This man was holding his son. The baby had to only be like maybe almost one years old. And he was just trying to tell him to say, I love you. Like he was like, I love you. I love you. And then the baby kind of said it. And then he was like, oh, <laughs> but just to see that side, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the thing, and then the baby got super excited too. So to say that men are not able to, you know, to raise or take care of or are seen as punks for wanting to spend time with. And let me, let's, let's get into this part of, um, I I really want for men to, for some men to stop thinking that just providing your money is enough to, is, is taking care of your kid. That's not all that's needed or not even just your kid, your wife. That's not all that's needed. Just because you want to spend how much money you make, means nothing if you're if you decide that you just want to give me something that has no time spent if you decide that you just want to buy me you know like a, um, a bouquet of roses how do you know i don't like roses i like lilies i like orchids so what you're doing is that you're trying to pacify me with you know with your money to replace the actual time you know what i mean so and and that's, that's something it. that a lot of people feel a lot of women we feel like well at least he does this for me and at least he does you know he takes care he does this and that no we shouldn't have no at least. You know what I mean? If you if you feel and if you understand that you're not getting the time, if you're not getting the respect, I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how much money you make. You can be rich and disrespectful and abusive and all of that. Yep. So that and, and that's something that we have to understand. Like there's so there's all of these videos and things that um are, um, are, I'm seeing of women that are first that are also being disrespectful, and now that we have got to get into like real talk, we have to start calling us out on nonsense. Like, there are some um videos that I've been seeing lately of how women are straight up disrespecting men, and yeah. they're thinking that it's okay. One that I saw recently, um, there's two actually, there's one that that just made me really upset. 
there was one where this lady was, um, this man was buying shoes, I think sneakers. Oh, for yeah, I've seen his it. Son. For his son. Um, and then the girlfriend was there trying to tell the guy, you're not getting them them sneakers. You know, why you why do right. you need to, you know, you pay child support. Why do you need to buy right. your son some sneakers? Um, you know, and then he they're literally arguing back and forth about why it is that he is doing something that he wants to do for his child that is not yours. And she's right. busting them out and talking about, okay, so why didn't you get me this? Why didn't you do this for me and my daughter? Or, you know, and he's like, well, we can go ahead. You know, I'm not saying that I'm not going to do for you too, but I'm going to go ahead and provide for my son. How much do you pay in child support? Why can't she go get him? It don't matter. Like, first of all, right. why do you have that much to say about somebody's child that's not yours? Number one. Yep. Two, yep. he wants to do this for his kid. He want, that's something that you should think about. He is wanting to take care of his child. Why is that a problem yep. for you? Yep. Please explain. Why is that a problem for you, number one? Is your self-esteem really that low? To where you're jealous over a child, a, a man's child? And then on top of that, he even said, like, because she said, why don't you buy me some shoes? He said, okay, after I pay for the, you know, this, we'll go ahead and buy you and your daughter some shoes. I have no problem with that. So her new thing is, why didn't you think about this first? Come on. <laughs> Come on! But see, that's not of your business. That has a lot to do with the fact that 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 has a lot to do with the woman, and we as women need to understand that we weren't the first. If we didn't get them at high school when they first had their first interaction, then there was somebody before us. And yep. I'm okay with there being somebody before us. Like literally, just this morning, I was on the phone with my husband's daughter and my husband's daughter's mother. Um, she's 27, she just had a baby. She moved back home with her mom after she had the baby. And I absolutely cannot stand the mom. And it has nothing to do with the fact of me not being able to stand her because she was his previous relationship. But I personally knew her from high school and I didn't mm -hmm. like her in high school. And I already didn't like her in high school, already wanted to beat the bricks off of her in high school, outside of him. <laughs> so now, when we start dating, I totally forgot that they dated. I totally forgot that they had a baby together. And so I see her at the first family function that I that I attend as the girlfriend. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, but I'm already in, so I can't backpedal. Like now nah, I don't want no parts of that. It's kind of like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I remember. Now I remember, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, it was the fact that she constantly did things to try to aggravate me or to try to, you know, destroy our relationship or try to, you know, get me riled up or things like that. And I'm confident in myself that I sit back and I laugh at her like, and 21 years later, I'm still here and you're not. So, okay. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it just has to be a level of confidence and you should be glad that a man, one, makes enough money that he can buy Jordans for a, a for another child and then turn around and buy me shoes and buy my daughter's shoes. One, you should respect him and honor the fact that he wants to do these things for those uh, so for a previous situation that's given closure. Right. And then two, also do for this current situation for a daughter or a child that may not be his or whatever the case may be. That's a stand-up man. It is. For that respect him for that love him a little bit more for that because there's so many that are not 
don't turn him into the person that says, you know what, I don't want to do nothing. So honor him, love him, respect him a little bit more. For Say that. that again, please. Say that again. Honor him, respect him, and love him a little bit more for that than sit After there that. and tear him up. After that, you say, I love what you said. Doing and don't turn him into don't the one that, turn like, you know him what? the one that says, you know what, I can't win for losing. So I'm just not going to do nothing. You know what? You, you know, well, 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 yeah, I pay child support and I'm going to do for mine. But do your daddy, do your daughter, daddy pay child support? Oh, let him do for her. And, and you figure it out on your I'm own. I, I don't want to deal with it. You know, don't aggravate him to the point where you make him cold and where he feels like, you know what? I can't win for losing. So I'm just not going to do nothing. And, and that's an easy place for a man to get into, mm -hmm. especially when he's dealing with women. Because we have a lot of power that we don't realize that we have. But we utilize our power in a way, and this is a whole other conversation too, but going back to those gender roles, we have a lot of power and we utilize that power in the wrong way. Um, we utilize that power a little bit more soft and a little bit more nurturing. If you, listen, baby, if you love a man to the point where he don't see no wrong in you, you can get the world. I, yep. you know, I had an argument with my husband, um, and this is like TMI, but I had an argument with my husband yesterday, and um, he wasn't really listening to me. He was more listening to be defensive because, you know, women, yeah, 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 yeah. so they're already ready to be defensive. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, I was, I was talking to him, you know, regular, just like, hey, can we have a conversation? So I learned from another pastor that sometimes you have to ask a man, a man you know, are, are you up to talking? can we have a conversation because depending on what they're thinking the light bill do the gas bill do my check was a little short i didn't get bonus this month uh then bonus where i thought i was going bonus this month that mm -hmm. could be swirling around in his head and then you come in with your well why didn't you take out the garbage and the lawn need to be cut and it's like it is send them over the edge so you have to ask them are they ready to talk are, are you you know can you talk you know are you in a position to talk so that this way they can turn their brain off and attend to you but you know, we were talking, and he said he, he, we could talk, and we were talking. And um, he got defensive, and I just kind of shut down. And so when we re-engaged in the conversation, because I shut down because I was angry, my tone was slightly elevated. Um, and, you know, I dropped a couple of, you know, bombs here and there. But I noticed that because there's an outcome that I'm trying to get, I'm not responding to him, even in my anger, at the level that I used to. I used mm -hmm. to just F-bombs would be dropping every which way but loose. And I would be screaming to the top of my lungs. And because I'm going to get you to hear me. I'm going to get you to hear me. You're going to hear me. And um, I got to the point where I realized that that's not, that's not that wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And if I, if I, if I, if I smooth you a little bit, if I talk in a softer tone, if I, if I ask you, are you, you know, can you talk? Are you ready? You know, can we, can we have a conversation? Can we talk about something that's, you know, bothering me a little bit? That's paying heavy on my heart. If right. I bring it to you like that, we might have a better outcome. I might just get my way. Absolutely. Um, so the, all of that chatter about, well, what you get for your girl, your, your, your baby mama, ain't she paying? Can she get herself? It's not the great way to go about it. You can get a lot more flies with honey than with vinegar. Than with vinegar. Yeah. Vinegar's nice. I was going to say poop. You know, you ever, uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> you can get a lot of flies. No, you can't. Flies jump on the poop and fly off. Jump on, fly off. Jump on, fly off. That's a word. If feet get stuck in the honey, they can't get off. Come on. No. 
So yeah, you get a lot more flies for honey than you do. That's a word right there, ma'am. That's a word. What? But everybody's it's not I think I think the conversation needs to be had, an honest conversation. And they don't need to be judged if the answer is no. Do are you comfortable being with somebody with kids? Do you want to date somebody with children? And you need to have that honest conversation and you can't right. be that's not nice because you got don't do that to them. Do you want to date somebody that has children? Yes or no. And if it's if it's no, then fine. But a lot of times when people say no, they don't want to. You got kids, so why you don't because I'm not at the mentality, I'm not at the place. I'm not gonna make myself be someplace where I'm not, where I'm not at that place where I'm ready to handle those situations. So I'd rather not. There are women that says, I don't want to be all about anybody with, with children or children of a certain age because those things can be part of it. And I'm not at the place where I'm going to be able to give your children what they need. I personally don't believe I should meet your children unless there's a ring on a finger or, or going to be a ring on a finger anyway. But right. that's another conversation because there ain't that many aunties in a doggone world. And, but, and um, that's you call them. I know people that are dating and they're bringing them home on the first, you know, go round or whatever the case may be. And these oh, kids are starting to feel some emotional something. I, I can't, I don't know what you call it. Detachment. Yeah. And they're starting to act out because their dad is not there. So all they rely on is their mom, but their mom is all wrapped up into these different rotating door people that are coming back and forth through the household. And so they start to act out in different ways. And then you want to get them therapized. You want to go and put them in, in, in different places and different programs and things like that. When it's like, no chick, do your dirt in the silent and keep your, you know, and keep your focus on your kids and stop introducing them to all these different people because right. they end up liking the person. And then the person is always around and nice. The person is giving them, an appearance of family, okay? And then the person didn't take out the garbage or you getting tired of asking them to clean up or they ain't bringing no real income into the household and you broke up with them and then you introducing them to the next person. Somebody else. No. No. And, and, and that's, 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 that's a attachment really issues issue are, because are, kids, are really serious because right. they want that type of family and you're giving it to them and then you take it away and now you're giving it to them and you take it away. You know, so it's like I get my host up high and then and then it, it now when they start into relationships, it becomes norm to them. A lot of times we question, why do we enter into relationships? Why do we do with certain things? How can you put it with that? You have to be I do, I had to do this. I do this. Why do I keep entering certain things? Why do I keep attaching? You have to be honest. What were you around? Because you become you become desensitized and conditioned to certain atmospheres. So now when you enter an, a relationship, you find yourself going into that same thing with somebody. How can you deal with that? You're like, I don't know. You have to do the work and think about where you were raised, what was around you. Okay, now I got conditioned And what's that. normal to you? What do you consider I, as it normal? Became, it became something that, and I learned, according to my studies, that word normal gave me a whole new perspective on what normal is. Normal is what's the common thing around you. Normal, for everybody has a normal. Right. Somebody's family is normal. They have um, uh, just one parent in the household. That's their normal. You have two parents. That's their normal. So the question we had in our class was, what is normal? What is a normal family? We have a normal family based upon the culture from the mom and the dad and the kids. That's not a normal family for everybody. Right. A normal family for somebody is abuse, an abusive household. That's normal for them because that's mm -hmm. what they've been conditioned to. 
So when you have that around you all the time, you find yourself now going into relationships and making decisions based upon what you were conditioned to, based upon what you lived in. And everybody's right. saying, I don't know how you can deal with that. Well, because I was the you thing, don't preach, be honest. If you don't preach this message right here. What'd you say? <laughs> preach this message. I was, I was around it my whole life, but you got to be honest. And family has to be honest about family. This is the way my house was. I love my family. Ain't no love lost. If you have to, I can tell somebody, if you have to make up a family in your head and say, this is how it was, and you don't love your family, you love the creation that you made. You love your family when you can say, this is how it is. This is how he is. This is how he is. And I still love them. And I still if love you. you cannot be honest about the people in your family and say, this is how they were. This is how they are. You don't love them. You love the make-believe family you made in your head. I love my family regardless. But I know what I've been around. And so sometimes you become conditioned and you find yourself walking to something. You're going, what in the world? No. Oh, now I know why. But you and know, you can love somebody and love something, but not love what they do. Just yeah. because you love your family doesn't mean that this is, you know, this is normal for me. But that doesn't mean that I don't want better for myself. I don't want right. something different. Right. And that's, what I wanted, that. and that's what I wanted to say. Like, okay, my family was cold. We didn't say I love you. We didn't say this. We didn't right. say, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's that, you know, and, and I find that in a lot of the, going back to gender, we find that in a lot of men, like, oh, you know, nobody really told me they love me all the time. Like, and then, you know, you'd be the woman be like, oh, my mother used to tell me so much. It used to make me sick, you know? And so, but my thing is, so, so you don't do it to your kids because that wasn't done to you. Wouldn't you would have liked that done to you? Right. Would have liked that done to you. Then do it to your kids. Mm -hmm. What? Just because you didn't have um bunk beds and your kids want bunk beds and you're like no you're gonna get this twin bed that's what i had okay but wouldn't you have liked a bunk bed right. wouldn't you have liked to stand on the top and jump to the bottom you know so go ahead and get that for your kids and i find like a lot of and this is a lot in the male role i find that a lot of men don't do the extra and i say a lot let me just say there's a percentage of men because you know i don't know who's watching that i don't want to seem like we're a male bashing because we're not but there's mm -hmm. a percentage of men that don't um that don't you know give what they would have liked to have because they're like oh well it was good for me so you know and and, and it's it's one you know they say well it's not a learned behavior so they don't know how to do it right mm -hmm. but if you're around people who do it say your wife who always got love you're watching it the example is right in front of you mm-hmm you know, so you're learning as you're getting older, as you're growing in this family setting, pick those things up, pass those things on. You should and be that, learning or are that's, that's it. Right. Because everybody not learning. Some people are just around it and they have this closed off um, mindset where nothing can penetrate. So are you, are you learning? Are you absorbing or are you just around? Are you jumping in the water or are you just around the water? where you can absorb those things. Cause some people, they're just around it and they, they close themselves off so that you could be around it all you want. In your head, you still have guarded yourself that this is how it is. And sometimes people don't even know that, that they're doing it. You really don't know. That's when therapy comes in. That's when sitting down with talking to somebody comes in and it takes you back into where those things stem and where those things rooted from. Are mm -hmm. you learning or are you just around it and just going around year after year like this and everything no, nothing can get in because you're around it and you close yourself off because sometimes that is a defense mechanism because you have gotten yourself used to that type of treatment and right. you have not allowed yourself to open up 
and to let something else come in. So sometimes people say, well, how can you do that if it's been done to you when you want better? Yeah, but you have to open yourself up. You got to open up that wound, honey. Right. So that you can let those antibiotics come in to heal you, to be mm -hmm. able to receive it. Because sometimes that scab is that's a forever scab and nothing is getting in. It's not healing. Nothing's getting in. Nothing's it's getting out. And so you're around it all the time, year after year after year. And that's why you see them getting older. They become bitter. They become mean. They become sick. And, and then you say, I'm like, trying to love in my ways. I can't change. And because you close yourself in and it's become a defense mechanism because you've accepted that this is it. This is how life is. And I'm better accepting that this is how it is than having some type of hope that is different. Because when you when you have to hope that something's different, you become vulnerable. Everybody don't want to become vulnerable to open themselves up to be able to say there's something Ooh, better. So they close themselves up and they go year by year saying this is how it is. And, and nobody did it for me. I know it for nobody else. Love, to be able to have love for somebody, you have to be open to receive love. To be cold and hard, you close yourself off and nothing can get in and nothing's getting out. And so year after year, you're around it. And you're like, well, why, why wouldn't you do that for some person? Because nobody did it for me. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I've just accepted that this is how it is. I'm not changing. And I'm going to give them the same thing I got. Opposed to somebody with a different makeup. You got your makeup has to be different to say, I want better and I'm going to do the work. I'm going to be open to be able to say, there's a possibility that I could be hurt. And that's part of it. And absolutely. Well, I'm do the work to be able to do better. And because there is a possibility that I can do something better and I can give better. You have to want it more than just saying this is how it is. You got to want it. I know some men, and I, I shout out all the single fathers. There's a lot of single fathers that are doing the doggone thing. Absolutely. I know a single father that is dealing with some crazy mamas. You're not supposed to use that word in my field, but I'm going to use it. They crazy. And he picked them the wrong spot. I told him, stop going to Oscar's trash can, find these women. <laughs> but um, he, he, he procreated with them. And now he's fighting to try to get, you know, to spend time with them because they're more busy on wanting to be with him then letting him be the father. And a lot of mothers, let's talk about that. There's a lot of mothers that have not gotten over the fact that the father, he don't want you no more. He don't want you. He don't want you. He just wants to take care of his kids. And that's and okay. You know, Why is that such a problem? Why is this? Because a they want because it to hurts her. They had those kids to have that man. And that man does not want you. You open up your legs and have a baby by him so you can have a man. Because and that that your mother told you year after year after year seeing it done, done, and done, and done. It didn't hit you, honey. That your coochie ain't that special. That's going to change the whole scheme of things. You do not have a baby to keep a man. It does not mean he's going to stay. He may run for the border, honey. Trust that he's not ready for that. But they they wanted what they wanted. And they figured this is going to attach me. This is going to hold me to him. And he doesn't want you. He wants this to be a daddy. And so it's I so call out to his... all the bitter mamas that doesn't want to be, let the fathers be. Please. Let baby. them be. Let them be don't want you. fathers. With, you became you became so comfortable. Don't want in, you. But you became so so comfortable yeah. in his foolishness. And being so comfortable in his foolishness, you it could have been a blessing why he let you go. And you, you, and you missed your hands blessing. Tell the Lord, thank you. Right, right. Hands and tell the Lord, thank you. Because the next person that comes along may be that very person that you absolutely right. needed in your life. So used to that foolishness. And that 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 um comfortability um that you that you just like I don't want to let it go I don't want to let it go and then I didn't have a baby for him baby there's a whole bunch of men out here that didn't have a baby with somebody and with somebody else and taking care of all their kids lift your hands and tell the Lord thank you because I know that I'm a baby mama slash wife I'm a wife slash baby mama let's put the wife first but um Shani that that thing hip 
him not wanting to be with me was the best thing he could have did for me. And, and, and one thing about it is it's that level of confidence. You know, you have to do for you and you have to be there for yourself. And like you said, get your five days and get your, learn how to be okay with yourself. Because when he said he didn't want to be with me, my response was, and it is so. I wasn't mad. I wasn't chasing you. I ain't calling you. I ain't beating down your door. Every time we interacted after that was because he came to see me. I wasn't chasing you. You don't want me. Baby, you don't want me. What is? You baby, somebody okay. out here want me. So, All right, then. Okay. No love laws. Baby, let me take these kids off. You gonna pay this child support willingly or unwillingly? Totally up to you. That's I don't want to argue do. about it. Either way, it's do unto me. <laughs> As the Bible says, it's do unto me. <laughs> so for the next 18 to 21 years, it's do unto me. So you're going to do it willingly. But if you don't want me, that's cool. I'm good with it. And that takes a certain level of maturity. It takes a certain level of um, self-esteem and, um, and self-validation to be able to say and that. Healing. Healing. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying, like um, Shauna was saying just a minute ago, some women have kids because they think that's what they're, you know, they're going to keep. That's what they want. They want to keep the man. So they're like, okay, if I have his kid, then he ain't got no choice but to be stuck with me. You don't want to be stuck. You, that is one thing that we have to understand. We do not want to be stuck. First of all, again, like she said, it may not even go right. It may not go right to the point where he may not even want to be, he doesn't want to be so, it's to the point where he so much does not want to be involved with you that he don't even want to be involved with the kid. Because if you're going to nag about it all the time and you're going to be, you know, withholding, you know, and I can't, we have to, that, that too, that bothers me. That whole thing bothers me where you're mad at him. So you decide that you're going to not allow, you know, you're going to do something where you're not going to allow the kid to see the father or spend time with them. Stop that. That's some nonsense. You mad at him. So you're going to do things and say things to your child to try to make him feel kids. First of all, kids know. I'll put it like that. Kids, kids know what's real and what's not. They can feel that. Let's start there. So you're wrong, first of all, because your plan didn't go right. Because you wanted to hold on. You thought that hold, having his child was going to hold, make him hold on to you. When in all actuality, it's a high and by for you. And, you know, he's spending more time for the kid with the kid. You're jealous of the child is really what it is. If we want to be honest, that's what it is. You're jealous of your child. Because he's yet, or he or she is getting the attention that you want, and you can't have it, and that's yep. that's a problem right there. So it yep. takes a certain level of again maturity and self validation in order and healing. to uh, and healing. Because I mean, listen, we we're not so, so in the beginning. It takes it takes self validation. Mm-hmm. Maturity depends on upbringing life experiences so on and so forth because this happened to me i was only 21 so most 21 year olds are not as mature Mm. but it was the self-validation that was was a bigger thing in me healing didn't come for me until 14 years later Mm. when you allowed it to happen when i stopped being angry about how dare you because the whole time in my mind, I could not ever let you back into my space, my 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 heart, my anything. Because I felt like I was, I was too like I, I'm too good for you. Mm. Um, I'm better than you. Like I'm, 
do you see me? Do you look at me? Do you know who I am? You know how I find you fish? And I work two jobs to pay both for our, you know, to, to make sure that the bills were paid. Like, we were, we had our own apartment and everything. So, you know, do you know who I am? How dare you? How dare you have me angry with him for so long? It wasn't until I was like, and what am I mad about? Like, you did me a favor. And then I actually was able to approach him. Remember we talked about the, the flies to honey versus flies to doo-doo. Mm-hmm. I was able to approach him like, yeah. hey, what, what really happened? Like, I feel like love should conquer all, you know, 21. You know, I meet Prince Charming. We get married and pick a fence, two kids, you know, little puppies. You know, and, and you know, we buy dolls for our daughters. So let's let's not make it like that's unrealistic. Like, we right. we actually paint that picture for them. At mm-hmm. a young age, right? And so love should conquer all. I know we were young. We were about to have three kids at one time. But love should count. You know, you should have. If you loved me, you would have went through it with me. And the response was, it wasn't that I didn't love you. I loved you immensely. I still love you now. But I didn't feel confident in myself that that was going to be a productive outcome. Mm. I didn't feel like that was something that I could do. And so, yeah, it would have been easier us doing it together. But I didn't even feel like I could give you that half of together. And so because I had to talk about that. Because I felt like I couldn't give that to you. I felt, and as we said, I felt that it would be fair for me to release you to be with somebody else that could probably do it for you. Whew. And in my mind, first thing I said was, but I didn't want nobody else. I wanted you. you know, <laughs> right? But that's the first thing that came to my mind. But as we sat in that, after he said, it was like a moment of silence. Because I think it was big for him to say that. Like, to, that he's finally telling me the truth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not like, well, you. This is why I didn't want to be with you because you always arguing with me. That no, you told me the truth, mm-hmm. and then I sat there and realized that that was his truth, his truth. It may not have been the truth, but it was his truth. You know, I feel like the mm-hmm. truth is we could have made it work, but that's my truth, yep. right? I'm sitting mm-hmm. there listening to his truth, and I'm just like, wow. I could have been homeless several times with my kids. We could have been trying to figure out how we was going to keep a roof over their head. In that process, he could have been beating me upside the head. But when he released me, it gave me the freedom to, to be angry enough to close my heart up to him for a minute, which allowed me to open my heart up to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And now we've always had a roof over our head. Drove any car that I wanted to. I was able to stay home and make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when my kids got off the bus. I lived in great neighborhoods. My kids went to great schools. Would I have had that if I was still chasing you? And so with that being said, let you just, you know, for anybody who's watching that, you know, is in that situation. Sometimes it's just better just to take your hands off. Be angry. Be hurt. You'll get over the hurt. You'll come to closure with the anger. You'll be able to really just say, you know what, God, I thank you that you've given me an opportunity to hear from that person why, like his truth of why it didn't work, that I could come to grips with that. And then I was able to move on, whether it was alone and happy or whether I met someone 
and was happy. But either way, I, I believe that once we kind of take a step back and take our hands off of it, that happiness comes, that forgiveness comes, that, you know what, this was a better situation for me because look at how you turned out. Right. Multiple right. You was arrested multiple times for drunk driving. Hell, I could have been in that car one day with my kids and we ended up dead because of your drunk driving. You know what I mean? So I was chasing something yep. that may not have been good for me mm -hmm. or me as the person that I've evolved into. Would you have evolved with me? Would you have been okay with me evolving into this strong person? Or would you want to beat it out of me? Would you want to choke it out of me? Wow. You know, would you And have, it doesn't even have to be to that extreme. Or would you have talked against it and made me doubt myself? So we'll, we'll take it yeah. back down a little bit. <laughs> would, would you have, would you have, you know, I, I know who I'm talking to, so I know I, I probably, right. probably would have choked it out. You probably would have choked it out of me. But would you have <laughs> let me, would you have been like, ah, that's not going to work. Now you doing good what you're doing right here. Just stay here and keep cooking and cleaning. You know, I you 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 know, would you have would you have spoke life into my dreams? Would you have backed them? Would you have been able to financially back them? Mm -hmm. So many different things that you just don't know what him walking away is the blessing in. So that's my soapbox. I'm gonna get off it. No, I, I love I'm telling you, and there's a um there was a comment here that coincides with what you were saying um from my auntie angie she said once parents come out of their feelings then they can begin working they can begin to become working parents for the common good of the child and that is always supposed to be the goal, the goal. do whatever goal. it is that is going to you know to help you coexist and parent the kids because that's that's what's most important here they didn't ask to be here that wasn't their decision. You know what? I think, can you, you know, Jesus, can you send me down there? to the, That wasn't their decision. That was a decision that the parents made. And now just because the, the relationship did not work out, doesn't mean you take things out on each other through them. That's, that's, that's where, again, maturity has to come in for the common goal of making sure that these kids are raised to be, you know, first of all, know that they're loved. Yes. They, by they, both parents. They have to know that both parents love them. They have to know that you are not the cause of our separation. Absolutely. They have to be assured of that because kids will internalize things and think I had, you know, this was my fault. I'll do things. My daughter is, um, she's like that sometimes. She feels like, you know, like she, for whatever reason, she kind of wants to fix, she wants to fix everything because she feels like there's, you know, there's, she may have been, you know, the cause of certain things. That's why in the very beginning, before um her father and I even, before we even left, we sat the both of them down and explained to them, listen, this is the decision that we're going to do. This is not your fault. There was nothing that either one of you did, you know, to make us come to the decision that we don't want you anymore. It's not that we don't want you. We just can't do this together in the same household. We can't do it. And in order for things to be better for the two of you, this is the decision that we have to make. And yep. she understood, well, she understood and she made her requests, you know, which, you know, a kid is going to do that. She's like, listen, as long as I can get to see the both of you, you know, and even sometimes that we can spend some time all together, then I'm okay with that. And that has always been what she wanted. So we have to be able to understand that the kids, you know, even regardless of what age they are, they're mature enough to know what they want. And if we don't assure them that we love them, 
regardless of what the situation is, regardless of who's not all together here. Yes, we understand that you would rather it be that way, but in order for your own safety and for your own health and your own mental health, we can't do it together in the same place. And so that, ha again, that has to be the common goal that every decision that is made has to be made with them in mind, not because I'm mad at you, not because I want to get you back, you know, or I want to show you that I can do better. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to be able to make those decisions because they suffer in the end. Yeah. If we don't, yes, they do. And they have no need yeah. to do that. They, there's no need for um for children to suffer because the parents can't get it together. Right, right, right. So, y'all, got. I think of my family class. We talked about that. Actually, my black family class, my family sisters class. We talked about um kids and divorce rates and, and what gets them through it. And that was one of the things that we learned is when parents can still create a family unit for the kids, that it helps them to get um, through the divorce. There is still going to be an effect, but if you kind of try to both keep um, family vacations and, and things like that together, now you're going to have to explain to them, this is what we're doing for you. For you. We're not getting back together, <laughs> but this is what we're creating so that you can still have mommy and daddy together. Sometimes that's possible. When it is possible, they tell you to go ahead and do that. Um, and then again, it goes into, if you are dating somebody else, you have they have to be honest enough to say, can I handle that? If you cannot handle that, it is better that you find somebody or you wait for somebody and don't get desperate, don't, don't get stressed out and just figure out, I'm just gonna put up with this. And if you cannot, you cannot. It's just, this is how it's gonna be. I do not want her. I do not want him. We're doing this for the kids. Can you handle that? If you cannot handle that, boom, because at the end of the day, it is about the children. Right. If you cannot handle that, find somebody that has no kids or find somebody who the parent's not around. Find you somebody who the kids are grown. You ain't got to worry about that sometimes with, with certain things. But they said that that helps the kids be able to get through divorce is when the parents can definitely, you know, have some type of sometimes situations and events where both parents are there. There's some times when that's not possible. I know somebody's saying that, honey, that ain't possible. There's some times when it's not possible. There's some times when the father's not doing that. I think there's a good chance that everything is possible with early conversation. Um, again, if you're, and well, 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 so here's the thing. I don't think there's a lot of women that would not be willing to sit down and talk to the person that he just left over the table. I feel like a lot of times other women come into the situation very early on, meaning, Either the man was messing with somebody and talking trash about the woman or he just broke up with her yesterday and dating somebody today and talking trash about the woman. And of course, she's taking his side and this, that and the other. And I, you know, I just think that that's really stupid for me when it came to a woman, especially when my husband would say things about his daughter's mother. I remembered that I was a son's mother. And I remember being in conversations where my mother was a baby mother. And so I had to take everything with a grain of salt. Now, now again, I knew the person he was talking about, but even in their personal, you know what she said, and you know how she did, and you know she's trying to keep this the baby away from me. And at that point, I had to take my eye and be like, yeah, okay, because I'm not going to be that. And, and again, this all comes from confidence in yourself and being okay and securing yourself that you, you telling me about this person and what this person is doing or doing 
And I have to take it and not take it for, I have to take it for face value. This is what you're saying. But there's two, three sides to every story. Hers, yours, and the truth. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hearing what you're saying. And so if it was ever a time for us to sit across from the table and talk to one another, I'm already going in with feeling like I got 25, you know, about 35, 40% of the story. And I've already made my own opinion based on, you know, what I've heard or I'm, I'm starting to build an opinion, but I want to hear what she has to say. And I want to hear where she's coming from because Thank she, you. Has a, a valid, she might have some valid stuff to stand on. And then I'm going to make my decision. It is such a blessing when a when a child can have four parents or three parents. Mm, okay. I see. Such a blessing. If the four parents right. communicate. Exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> that becomes a community. And even though let's say I'm the stepmama, right? There's a level of relationship that I can always maintain with that child if the mama and the daddy keep me clean. Thank you. So I can be a benefit to the dad. I could be a benefit to the mom because I'm always sort of kind of looked at as the trusted outsider friend mm. can be vulnerable with or mommy doesn't do girly stuff. Daddy doesn't do girly stuff. But my, my, my dad's wife, she does girly stuff or my bonus mom does girly stuff and she always takes me to the spa. I like to go to the spa with her. She mm -hmm. let me get my little done and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And so it's a, you feel more warm. You feel more community. You feel more love. And you don't question, am I good enough? Because right. out of the three or four of them made me feel like I was good enough. If my daddy wasn't affectionate, my stepdaddy was appropriately affectionate. That made me feel like I Come on. Love. Both, both ways. Both ways. Stepmama too have to be right. appropriately affectionate. Yeah properly affectionate that made me feel like I had a man's love as a female and a, 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 a woman's love as a son. And so I'm not out here with my, my legs open or my peen dropping everywhere. Right. I get that, that thing. So I feel like people should really just, you know, enter into a relationship where you are comfortable with the last person so that you don't taint it for the new person against the last person. So that you can, you know, my, my son's father used to come over with my husband and my husband used to put clothes in a basket and take the shopping cart to the laundromat and be like, hey, brother, how you doing? That was how he would respond to him. Hey, brother, how you doing? I'm gonna go ahead and take these clothes to the laundry while you sit with your kids and his wife while you sit with yes. your kids and my wife and yes. he will go the laundry dude and and he wasn't calling every five minutes checking in he would go do the laundry and when he came back from the laundry my son's father be like all right i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna roll out and then he'd be like all right you take care you know anytime you want to come check up check the boys you know just give a call let them know you know it's cool with me i don't have a problem with you seeing you know spending time with your kids those your kids <laughs> yes she does <laughs> right yeah and no so, for, real talk yeah my we husband, have somebody here that says that you need a ted talk what you do Cause you got, you got to say you need a tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> for real. No, but then that's going to have to be another topic that we're going to have to get into. Yeah. We'll talk because that is, that is so important. And again, it takes maturity. It takes mature and healing because you're, I'm sure in the beginning, it's healing. not going to be that simple, but as time progresses, if you, you know, if you're understanding, okay, you know what, this didn't work out, but however, if this is who they choose and they're good to my kids, you know, and then try to and, and both on both ends then that's 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 necessary and that's great for the kids because listen 
The more people that can assist me with kids, you know, that can be an assistant to kids and do it lovingly. That's why they say the whole that of the, that's what the village is for. Exactly. That's exactly what the village Come is on. for. Come Listen. On. And and that's the that's the thing but that you we have, have to have those clothes clothes. Y'all have that relationships didn't work. Cool, fine. Let me be able to come to you as the one who is now here or an other way around. Let me be right. confident enough that you don't want him now that I'm, you know what I mean? That you're not trying to get right. him back or he's not trying to get you back. That if, okay, I placed myself in this situation, we have to be able to come together and be comfortable and enough to, you know, and have the kids as a common goal. We can't have, you know. All right. <laughs> Listen, man. We can go off on a whole. It works. Like, it works when, 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 have you, when you have people that have that mindset, and they all have to have the same mindset, and the all you know how all that have you know that maturity, and it's necessary because when you don't, then it's like okay, there's going to be discord there, and it's going. The kids can feel it. The kids can absolutely feel when there's some you know when. I'm not going to get specific, but there, some some people kids will. will some kids will play on that. So and that's, that's another problem. That's something else that you don't want. That's something else that you oh like I can take advantage of this because I can I'm supposed to be she don't like her anyway. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And well, my daddy punch and that in. messes up that can jack up a character of a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. That can yeah. turn them into manipulators. Let me can yeah. I, can 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 I talk to the uh can I can I talk to the mama who the daddy ain't doing jack and he ain't around? Let's go. <laughs> so, Let's go. at the end of the day. Wait, wait, wait. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm going to be good. At the end of the day, it's still about the kids. At the end of the day, it's still about the kids. Because somebody's saying he ain't around, he ain't doing nothing. I ain't got to worry about him talking because he ain't, he ain't doing jack. He just left. Okay. At the end of the day, it's still about the children. You, do, you, don't, you don't have to uh, bad mouth him to the kids because kids will get older and kids will figure out things on their own. And right. I, um, at the end of the day, it's create the best. Let me, I'm going to give this nugget of wisdom. Do not try to compensate for the parent mm. not being there and do too much for the kids. Ooh, that's good. Don't do too much for them not being there. And now you're trying to buy them everything. You're trying to give them everything. You're trying to make their life um, a, 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 just a wonderful place with no problems because that's not reality. The reality is this is life. In life, things like this happens. So now you have an early um, lesson on how to deal with life when things don't happen right. Because sometimes we try to compensate and we try to give them more because we feel bad that they don't have the full family that they have or that they sometimes they never had it. And now you make them um, kids that have this entitlement to them. They feel like they're entitled to everything. They don't They don't know how to deal with um, not getting what they want. They become spoiled and rotten. And now you're like, oh gosh, I did too much. Don't, don't. You're gonna you're you're not the mother and the father. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna bust that whole thing wide open. You're not the father. You're you're the mother. Or and if it's the side of the father, because we have some fathers that are doing it, the mothers ain't doing jack too. You are the father. You are not the mother. And it's it's just where the where the, the mom. I can hit it from both sides. Where the the mom ain't doing jack. It's just the father taking care of the kids because the mama's head is she just doing right. do whatever. It happens on both. 
you're going to just create the best that you can for your kids. And you don't have to talk bad about the mom. They will get older and they will realize the truth. It will come out. All thing you can do is do the best you can as the parent. Fathers, you cannot be the mothers. Mothers, you cannot be the fathers. Because there's a part of each one of us that is not replaceable. Right. It's just, it's not. You can just do the best that you can and create for them and teach them. This is what happens in life. Because you're going to come across some situations in life where things are going to be unfair. It's going to hurt. And um, this is how, this is your first lesson, honey. Welcome to the course. One life. on one. How to course of life. Times. <laughs> and this is what you do. So now when you get older and, you know, you experience it, you're going to remember. I remember when I was home and I remember when I was, I had, my parent wasn't around and my parent taught me how to get through this. So now I'm, I'm available for real life because we mm -hmm. do too much. And, and then they don't know how to handle. But you just do the best you can. Don't fight with him. If he does not want to pay child support and you've done all you can, honey, do what you can because it's going to drain you. Fill out the paperwork, file, get the lawyers, get everything you can do. If he doesn't want to do, you let the lawyers deal with it and you do. It don't, don't become so drained and so overcompensated and trying to get from him that you don't have no energy for your kids. Mm. And now they're dealing with this angry, bitter mama. And now that's when they feel like it's my fault. Right. Because now they part of that energy that you're giving them and they're not understanding. It's not about you, honey. And their brain is thinking, I was never supposed to be here anyway. If I wasn't here, mm -hmm. mommy wouldn't be feeling like this. And, yep. and she wouldn't be arguing. That's how they think. Yep. That's, that's really how they think. It's about me because I was supposed to be here. They didn't really want me anyway. I just came because right. they was being a responsible parents. And that's right. why I'm here. And da, 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 da. So you just create the best atmosphere for them. Do things for them. Have family meetings. Oh, family, family meetings is a big thing in my house. And it was a safe space. It was like you could say whatever you wanted to say at a family meeting. It was a fully safe space. Right, respectfully. Yeah, it was a very, as long as you wasn't cussing, you could say that I hate this, I don't like that, I don't want to be a part of this. When you say this to me, it hurts me, it makes me feel this. And there was no retaliation. Right. You wasn't going to get punished, you wasn't going to get whooped, you wasn't going to get none of that. Nope. There was a very safe space. And you know what? It worked. I mean, a lot of times it it, I felt like it was a lot more lecturing going on with them. Like I felt like I was lecturing them a lot. But um, but for the when they when they when they popped out and said what they needed to say, it was something to go back to your bed and lay down and think about. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Because they, they have their own feelings and they do and they're entitled to them. And let they're them get it out. To to tell you exactly what it is otherwise exactly they have to get it out if not they'll hold it in and not only will that you know they'll start doing that they'll learn to not be able to come to you for things they'll learn especially if um that's you want them to be able to express themselves again respectfully that's what we want we want for them to be able to be open enough and honest enough to say listen i feel this way about this and you never know that it may also be something that, you know what, I never thought about it that way, or I didn't realize that, you know, this made you feel this way. This was not my intention. We're all learning. We're at the end of the day, we're all learning. We're still all different human beings. And then we're still learning how to do this parenting thing. And the kids are learning how to do this growing up thing. So it's a, it's a, it's a process that we, you know, yes, I understand we've been here longer and that we've had more of an experience, but at the end of the day, we can still learn from them. We can still and learn and they're their own individual people. That's Sometimes we think parents are perfect and we think parents know everything. And, and then it takes you telling them, I don't know. I had to tell my kids, I said, I've never been in the situation you guys were in. I said, so I don't understand how it is. I said, my parents are still together. I said, we had our own issues at home too. I said, but mm -hmm. I don't know how it feels to be apart. 
of a family where the parents divorced. I said, my parents never divorced. I said, so y'all going to have to communicate with me and right. tell me how you feel. I said, you're not going to get thrown on your face later. I said, but you're going to have to let it out. My daughter, she didn't want to do that. I said, now I didn't want to do it because I, I, we wasn't allowed to do our talking and stuff. We just do what we told. I said, but <laughs> you, I'm telling you, get it out. <laughs> talk and then she would start telling her like stuff that happened five years later i was like whoa she was holding all that in exactly and then it started coming out and i was like when did that happen what, what, where'd you go what year was that but you <laughs> right know, out and then not hold it in because they because it does affect their relationships when they go into their own I, um, romantic oh relationship. boy that's something so, else it, it does affect it, it and you can still see the after effects of it even older. So, and you, t I told him, I said, y'all, I'm not perfect at this. I'm going to do some things that's not right. I'm going to say some things that's not right. I'm sorry. Did I say that? Is that how you, I'm sorry. They said, well, you don't say I'm sorry. I said, I do say sorry. You think about it is you can think you say sorry, but if they don't think that you apologize enough then say, you know what? I'm sorry. Cause I was like, I do say sorry. No, you don't. I said, you know what? Cause at the end of the day, it's about I get that what you're receiving. How you Exactly. I'm sorry. I said I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do everything right. I'm not gonna say everything right. I said we're both learning this thing together. There is there is no book, and we're just gonna be well, the same. Books, but you know, not all of them. <laughs> I like that. I and, like that because again, it's all about how um the person that you know it receives it, because a person can speak Greek all day, and I have absolutely no idea what in the world you're saying. So I can't receive what you're telling me. You can tell me how to go get a million dollars. And if you speak in Greek, I won't be able to receive it. And I won't be able to follow those directions. And I have no idea what's going on. So how, how, how do you communicate? What is your language? How, how do you process? Because right. I can be saying, I'm sorry one way, but you're not receiving. I'm sorry. Or I can, I can say, I'm sorry. And then I can do something else. What are you sorry for exactly? So that I, I can know what to do next time it comes around. And if it's an automatic reaction, I can like remind me. So that I, we haven't had a meeting in a minute. We it's time, actually time for one, but we need to have like we have we come together and we talk. Let's just talk about anything. I don't want to talk about nothing. I don't want to talk about nothing. Turns into five years worth of stuff. So when they say they don't want to talk about nothing, just you know start start a conversation about something, and that's what therapy therapy they they do that. They you, you start talking about one thing and it spills off. It's just like a you got to jump your car, get you started, and then boom you go off. But that much, I, I would say for the mamas that's feeling like, y'all talking about these fathers and these mother communicating, he ain't around, he ain't doing nothing. Or he does a little something, something that really ain't, ain't really much of nothing. Honey, do the best you can. Do, do, do the best you can and understand. Tasha said something very important. Sometimes it's best for them not to be around. Mm. Sometimes it's best for them not to be around because, again, kids are sponges. And so what they are around, um, they it'll affect them. Yeah. So when they're in their developmental stages is very important, which you allow around the kids in their developmental stages. And you have to understand that these are their developmental stages and each stage of their life, it really does pay a big role in how they become as an adult. So when you remember that, you'll remember what you can and cannot have around them, what you can and cannot say to them. This is your, this is their, we had our developmental stages. We didn't really think about it. I didn't, these classes are really good because it really opened up stuff like, wow. So in each developmental stage, there's certain things that kids um, develop into. If something is around them in that atmosphere that is not healthy, it does affect them and it can affect their adult life. So you buying them everything and doing everything for them, it's, it's not going to really help when you have toxic things around them or unhealthy things around them. 
as they're growing, as they're maturing, as they're processing. So best thing you can do is just do the best you can. I just encourage mothers, do the best you can. You're doing a good job. Do the best you can. Take care of the kids. Do what you can for them. Um, yes, be careful who you have around them. Trying to date with kids is not easy. But don't bring those men around them kids. Don't do that. Don't 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 bring that that many uncles. Don't bring and, the women and, around them kids. Right. I can say, be very careful who's around the kids. As I found out something happened to my daughter when she was young. I was very 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 careful who was around my kids. I only let my kids. I can't know how many people watch my kids. And, and me being as 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 stringent and hard on my daughter told me somebody tried to touch. I said, when was that? And where was I? They was in the car and, um, and where was somebody, I? Honey, this was when okay. they were small. I okay. said we was in the car going somewhere and somebody um was sitting next to them. She told me that years later. I said, Wow. So you can be as careful as you as you want to. And some things can still happen. So if you're not being as careful, imagine what these kids are going to, these kids are holding stuff and not telling you. They're going to probably tell you as they get older, be very careful, be very, 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 very careful. And I, I will encourage people when you come out of something, take a minute to yourself, enjoy, enjoy you. If yes. the only thing you know is about being in a relationship with somebody, trust me, you're missing out on a lot. If the only thing you know is about being in a relationship, you don't know about enjoying yourself. Listen, when I want to go out, I go out. When I want to go to a concert, I go to a concert. When I want to get something to eat, I go get something to eat. I know everybody's different. Jalika keeps saying, Sean, everybody ain't you. I said, I know everybody ain't me. But there's principles in it. If I want to go shopping, that sale is still good whether you're going with yourself or nobody. I have a wonderful squad. When, when my squad got things they got to do, you know, Shauna still goes and does, does what she want to do, right? Huh? Yeah. I, I went to Cincinnati, Ohio to commissions concert. Who, who you go with? Me. My girls is busy. And I think I'm not going out because they can't go. Get your hips up. No, get up it. and go. Because that's when I got me a car, rented a car, Enterprise met me, and I went and I enjoyed my concert. I went shopping. I went to eat. Go to go someplace. If you cannot spend time with yourself, then that's a, that's. A, I know some people are extroverts. I know I'm introverted, so I know it's a little different. But regardless of that, if you cannot spend time with yourself, if you cannot sit in Why? silence. If you can't spend time with yourself, then there's some work you need to do. Absolutely. A lot of work. And do the work. 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 It's, it's really it's really great. It's going to be hurtful. It's, it's gonna Some things are going to come out that's going to shock the crap out of you because you think yeah. you know yourself so well. You really don't know yourself. <laughs> you really don't know yourself. And as you get older, you change. And it's okay. And that's something you have to be normal. I, I, want, I want all these things, things that we thought... I'm going to bust them. I'm trying to pop them all. That's, you're gonna that, get that's older, what we're about. That's what the show is about. <laughs> Real talk. You're going to get it, it, you, you, things that you used to do before. You're not going to do them no more. Things that you thought you would never do. I ain't never doing that. You're going to find yourself doing it. If you cannot sit to yourself and enjoy yourself, why? If you cannot sit in silence, if you have to have noise, some people have noise because of things in their mind they don't want to listen to. Do it. Do the hard work because it'll pay off. Um, it's going to be hurtful. It's going to be mind blowing. It's going to take you back to some things that you may have numbed yourself to allow mm. yourself to feel come out of that numb. And sometimes let me, let me tell you something I learned. Sometimes you say, I'm not going to be with nobody for a minute because I'm just going to, you know, take some time and heal. Sometimes you're not healing. Sometimes you're frozen. You have, you, you're frozen in that one place. And when you freeze yourself, you don't allow anything to come in again, nothing to come out. Sometimes you're thinking, I'm going to stay to myself. I'm just not going to deal with nobody. I'm just going to work on me. You are, you are numb. 
So therefore, if somebody comes around that can kind of get a little penetration in you, you'll find yourself back in the same thing. Why? Because mm. you wasn't healing, honey. You, you was frozen. And you know what happens when you have a um, some some fruit, a vegetable that's in at the peak? What do they do? They freeze it so they can keep it there. Mm-hmm. All those nutrients stay. And then when it comes to frosted, it's still right there. And some of us have done that. We did not heal. We was frozen. And we froze in that state of hurt and pain and toxicity in us. And so then when we allow something to come and try to, you know, unfreeze it, you find yourself in that same spot. So wow. make sure that you're healing and you're not just frozen. Do the work. Feel the pain. It's necessary. <laughs> it's necessary to do the work and feel the pain. Don't say it hurts too much. So does getting your hair done when they be taking that thing and out and sizzle. But you sit there well, we right with no pain, no, no gain. Pain. So we got to apply that no no when it comes all to being whole house. When we put that waist trainer on that thing and it's like, oh God, we feel it, right? But you want to be cute. You want to be snatched, right? Right. So the same thing. You want to do the work, feel the hurt, feel the pain, but know it's not going to be hurting all the time. It's not going to be painful all the time. And then you'll find your mentality. Your mentality is better. Things that you would have done before. Now you're like, what? What? I did too much work. I did too much work on me. But were you doing the work or were you just frozen? Make sure that you're healing and that you're not just freezing yourself into that state. That is good. Oh my goodness, that is good. Ladies, we have gone so much over time, but I don't care. That because was so that was good though. Good. This was so good. And I actually, I really, really hope and I pray that somebody um, that's either whether you're watching live or whether you're catching a replay, you're watching it on YouTube, Facebook. First of all, thank y'all for watching. Um, and thank y'all for coming. Thank you to Shada and Tasha. I'm a sister named Tasha. That's funny. Shada and Tasha. So both my sisters are here. So thank y'all for um for coming on for I mean like being open enough to discuss this because yeah. man, if this isn't something that's necessary, like we that let's just like Shana said, that's what you know, that's what speaking plain English has been about discussing things and coming out and talking about stuff that not a lot of people want to talk. And I want y'all to also listen and watch and stay tuned for the squad chat that's or that's going to be coming up. Just, you know, we're going to give y'all information on that once we. I'm just letting y'all have a little tidbit. So before we, before we go, I want um, Tasha and Shana, both of y'all to take a moment to um, just address the audience and give like a last encouraging word to all the ladies that may be watching. And I'm going to start with you, Tasha. Uh, I encourage everyone to actually do what Tashana said. Do the work with inside of you first. It is scary. It is overwhelming. It takes your breath away. Um, you start to dig up things that you didn't even know that you buried. Um, but once you're able to process those things little by little, um, you're able to see and become, it's kind of like doing the work on you is kind of like being in a cocoon. Mm. And once you have done the work and that cocoon starts to split and those wings start to protrude out of that cocoon, it is such a freeing, um, exhilarating, adrenaline feeling that no, no one or nothing else can give you. You mm -hmm. feel free to be who you are, to walk in, walk in your truth and walk in your oneness. Um, and it also allows you the sensibility the maturity and the, um, the the experience to be able to share with someone else. Remember, we're not here just for ourselves. We're here to motivate, 
empower, encourage, um, love on, teach, educate, um, whoever God puts us in contact with. So if we don't do the work, we can't be a blessing to somebody else. Our freedom is linked to somebody else's bondage. If we don't get free, they'll never get free. So I really encourage, especially with the new year coming up, I don't do new year's resolutions, but I want to be a better version of me next year than I was this year. And so that requires me to do a little bit more work. So I feel like I've done a lot of work, but there's always something else, another layer to peel back that needs to be addressed. And once you address them, it's no more picking a scab and bleeding all over it again. It's no more bleeding on people. You know, you can see a lot of broken people that constantly bleed on each other. And I don't do females cause, cause you're bleeding. So good. I'm glad you're not doing females cause you're bleeding and I don't want you to bleed on me. Mm. So I need you to address your bleed, address your wound. Heal it completely to where if something, if somebody scratches at it, it don't start bleeding again. It's just like, oh, I felt that, but okay, I'm good, right? We got to stop bleeding on each other. In this society, with everything going wrong, we have to be what's right. And we have so much power as women, um, just whether it's just woman to woman or woman to man or woman to whatever. Women have a lot of power. God created us that way. And so we do not get to execute exercise or use our powers in the way that we should when we're constantly bleeding and we're constantly broken. We have to become 100% healed. We have to heal the wound and stop the bleeding completely. And then we can be able to be our best version of ourselves. And how, let I didn't get to get your information before, so tell the people how they can contact you in case they want to follow. And so, you can catch up too in case somebody wants to sow into your life. Bless the Lord. Bless my soul. <laughs> Um, so my cash app is, it's, it's funny. It's, it's hitman 44. Um, is my cat. I'm sorry. My hitman is madman 44. Madman 44 is my cash app. Um, and then my Instagram is lady for James, um, bling gorgeous and J Ford studio are my Instagrams. You can follow on any of those streams. And then for Facebook, my, um, is Natasha Ford James, Natasha Ford, like the car hyphen James. Hi. Thank you so much once again for coming on and for the blessing of the show. Yeah. You need to hit them. (laughs) Shauna, let's go. This is so cool. I love, I love these improv things. We didn't even plan this thing. This was actually (laughs) This is cool. Um, I if I can if I can speak to I would like to speak to the woman and the men and I would say live. I would say live. I want you not to just exist, but I want you to live and I want you to live life on purpose, and I want you to live life with purpose. And to live life on purpose and to live life with purpose, you have to know what your purpose is and to know that you have a purpose in the midst of everything that you've gone through. And there's still more go through because you're still here. There are nuggets and jewels of wisdom and growth in every go through. And I've learned in the midst of everything that I go through that it's about me, but it's not about me. That there are people that's going to be assigned to you in your pathway that you're going to run into that's going to need you. Oh gosh, there's something I have to do and I just keep coming to me. There's a conference I, I gotta have. I'll say, okay, God, I hear you. I want you to embrace 
the you and to know who you are and be a you, not a them, but be a you. God shared that with me some time ago. He encouraged me. Sometimes we get hurt and we figure I'm not going to be like that anymore because people da da da. But you are a you. You are the way you are because that's where God made you. You're not a them. There's a lot of thems, but there's not a lot of yous. And to live and to embrace who you are and to come into being who you are, you have to do the work to realize who am I? Why do I love the way I love? Why do I care the way I care? Mm. Why, why, why are people so on my mind like that? Because that's how God made you. That's how you are. And to not give up being who you are because of hurt, because of pain. That's good. But live on purpose and live with purpose. And once you realize what your purpose is, you can't just go with the flow. You're not just going year by year, just doing whatever thing. But 2023, make that the year that you live on purpose and live with purpose and figure out what that is. Somebody said, I don't know why I'm here. And that's sometimes why we can leave ourselves because we don't know why we're here. Don't leave this earth full of you. Mm. Leave, leave this earth empty. Everything that's in you, empty it out in the earth because nobody else can be you. I don't care who are the people making bread. There's only one Wonder Bread company. So that make it like the other ones make it. Be you, live on purpose, live with purpose and embrace the hurt, embrace the pain because in that hurt and in that pain, there are nuggets of wisdom that you're going to need for you and you're going to need for somebody else. And what you give out, I promise you it's coming back. I promise you. It may not come back from the same person, but mm. it's coming back. What you what you sow, you gonna reap, and that's good and bad. But to the men, I encourage the men that are doing that you are irreplaceable men. Please be the man of God and be the man of of, of valor that you are. Women, continue to be who you are. Whether you are seeking somebody, you want to be married, be you. Can I can I say this? Everybody ain't getting married. I mean I mean I meant to say that earlier. Everybody ain't get married. Everybody, everybody ain't get married. I just, I need everybody to know that. Everybody not get married. And you need to know that. Is, this, is it meant for me to be a wife? Because if not meant for the be, just realize it. Everybody ain't get married. Right. Said, yeah, man. Not for everybody. Everybody's not getting married. So enjoy your single life. Men, enjoy your single life. Enjoy it. There was, there was, there was an enjoyment to it. But everybody's not getting married. Everybody's not wearing the dress going down the aisle. And you know what? Ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with you. Nope. Ain't, ain't it because it's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Why something got to be wrong with you? Because you're not getting married. Because we put a lot of emphasis on that. And that's an awesome, beautiful thing. I love institutional marriage. But it's not for everybody. And don't mean because something's wrong with you. Why nobody want me? Because there is somebody. And you just keep messing with nobody's. Mm. But, uh, but let me just add something to that right quick. And I'm going to let you finish. But... Sometimes you're not getting married because your purpose allows you a freedom that mar marriage doesn't give you. Boom. 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 Can I can I go a little biblical? I know we went into the scriptures. The apostle Paul, he said it was better for him to be single. That was for him. Because of what he had to do and the things that he had, it would a wife would have gotten in the way. And it's and he was okay with that. But if some people saying I, but know, know that you don't want to be married in a healthy manner, not in a bitter way. Make sure that that desire to not want to be married is number one, because that's not for you. And number two, it's not because it's coming from a broken place of, I can't stand men. I can't stand women. I don't want to be on because they all don't, don't, don't say all. <laughs> Make sure it's coming from a healthy place. I'm just really content here. I'm not, I'm not bitter. I'm not broken. I'm just content right here. But my last words of wisdom would be to live. 
And please don't get caught up in all these social media posts and stuff and stuff like that. Y'all see that y'all be, you know, thinking and believing it. Please don't believe the hype. We just talked about uh, Twitch. He was making everybody laugh and, and dance. And, and now he's not here anymore. And know that people are going through their things and you don't know what people are going through. Be careful how you treat people because you don't know what people are going through. And the main ones that are strong and make everybody laugh, sometimes they're the ones that's going through the worst. And having a lot of money and having all the different things on your list of things to have does not equate peace. Does not mean that you're living. It means that sometimes you're existing. Don't be so busy making everybody else's life wonderful and you don't have your own. So I would just encourage you to live on purpose. Love, be, be in peace, you know, find out what is my purpose and work it. And if you need help, please reach out. Please go see a therapist. Please, I'm serious. These therapy classes, I took these um, psychology classes and it, it was very therapeutic and it definitely helps. Find somebody to talk to. Find somebody to release to. And it's going to help. Find somebody licensed and qualified. And if you need help, exactly. I know somebody that you can definitely contact. I have a few people. But that was my last words. I want you guys to live, live on purpose and live with purpose and, and you know, have, have joy. Don't live, don't have your whole life living off of happy moments. Don't let your whole life, sometimes things mm -hmm. are gonna just be, you know, plain. It's not gonna be like a big, you know, ooh, wow, every, every time. Be content in just the normalcy of life and enjoy it. Enjoy it. And, and you are loved and I love you. If you haven't heard anybody, I love you. And love is a verb, not a noun. What you said. Thank you for that, all of that. Listen, this was wonderful. This was so wonderful. And again, I, I really, really hope and pray that somebody was able to be encouraged through this. I hope that there is a healing process that is beginning. I encourage therapy from somebody qualified and licensed. I'm so glad you said it that way. I encourage it. It's good stuff. It's not easy. It's definitely work if they're doing it right. And you will hurt. But it's all a part of the process. And you'll come out better in the end. I'll just put it like that. Again, this has been another episode of Speaking Plain English. Everyone have a wonderful Christmas, Christmas Eve, um, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Have a wonderful one. Until next time. Stay tuned for our outro. Thank <laughs> you.